0: Welcome to episode one of the Brain Buster Boys. I am Brett Jagger along with Beaumont Rand. Hey everybody. Hey Beau. it's uh... Glad, glad to be here and happy we're finally getting this done. We had a few kind of trial runs. Mm-hmm. I had a bit of a meltdown last night, mm-hmm. uh, which is all part of the process. Three episode meltdowns are yeah. vital oh, to Keith. successful podcasts and audio recordings in general. Most definitely. So mm-hmm. I had my episode 0.1 or 0.2 meltdown, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. But we're back. We're back. Brett and Bo, the Brainbuster boys, you can call us the Pentagon of Bees, baby. Oh,
1: man. And you know what happens? You know what you call us? Um, When we get together in in a
0: location? What's that? A hive. Oh, a hive. You know what we also are? What? We're just the home plate for everybody. The Pentagon. The Pentagon, easily. A
1: home plate is a Pentagon. I
0: didn't realize that. Exactly, yeah. Holy crap. I thought about that today in the shower. Wow. It's a great Pentagon. Damn. So here we are in the hive, the Pentagon, the home plate, whatever you want to call us, but... What is a brainbuster? So, brainbusters was actually a name of an old-school tag team from the '80s in professional wrestling. Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson—they were legendary. Now, both involved in all-elite wrestling, which is going to be a huge, huge topic of conversation Big here time. on this show. And uh, also, brainbuster is a—you f- know—a f- uh, uh, brainbuster is a common wrestling move as well, a mm-hmm. variation of a vertical suplex. Uh, the finisher of one of my favorites, Tomohiro Ishii but uh, that's beside the point. We are gonna be talking professional wrestling. I, as a diehard, essentially lifelong fan who kind of recaptured the passion and the emotion uh, three years ago when I discovered New Japan Pro Wrestling, I got connected in a different level, more dramatic, more emotional. Mm. And Bo, yeah. the casual fan, the jobber, if you will. Yeah. But you've got a history with wrestling. You watched someone you were growing up, and you're ready to take the plunge again.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, I'm a veteran of the Attitude Era, like millions of people Hell, yeah. can say. But um, you asked me to do this. And um, I've always, um, as a writer, have had a lot of respect for uh, the dramatic form of wrestling, the face, the heel, you know, kind of how matches go, how storylines evolve. storytelling um, is so key. Yeah, it is. And and I want to um, lend uh, my uh, writerly experience and knowledge to give um, sort of a perspective on storytelling.
0: Absolutely. um,
1: To see how matches kind of operate as their own individual scenes, where the principle of a scene being a character changes through some sort of action or emotion. So Mm -hmm. kind of applying that basic storytelling unit yep. onto wrestling and uh you know, finding a way to kind of connect it with, you know, just other more traditional stories you consume, whether it be books, T V shows And at movies, the end of the cetera, day, Bo, yeah.
0: what makes wrestling so good when wow. it hits a home run, when it's so compelling for me, is when there is a great story, yeah. both outside the ring to build a match and then like you said, throughout the course of a match itself. And we're going to be digging deep into a lot of that. Mm -hmm. We're going to be getting into the nitty-gritty. We're going to be busting your brains with jokes, with nonsense, and with a lot of talk uh, about some programming on the the Turner Broadcasting Network. Oh, beautiful. Uh, TNT is the home of AEW Dynamite on Mm -hmm. Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. And there is always some uh, noteworthy films or television shows on prior and Mm post-Dynamite. That we've decided we're gonna start talking about and maybe giving you little reviews. Sure, yeah, and uh, today's uh, film, which um, elicited a big whoop Oof, out of us. A huge whoop. Um, a huge whoop watching
1: Dynamite. Um, it was two weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, but, yeah. But I mean it's so big and noteworthy we kind of have to do it. Um, is Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. It's
0: gonna get its own segment. It got big pops out of us. Yeah, and, and it would make sense that our Episode One, there you go, is their Episode One. Isn't you know, it? we are both whole numbers. You got that right, mm-hmm. brother. Yeah. And also, so that kind of came up in the midst of a segment a few weeks ago on Dynamite when MJF and Chris Jericho were yeah. yapping back and forth and. Uh, Jericho mentioned something, I forget the context, about hating Animal Planet. I hate Animal Planet. And MJF was like, oh, well, fortunately, that's not under the Turner umbrella. And then we kind of started making our own synonyms on the Turner umbrella. Yeah, yeah which you'll, you'll hear those spin off as we think of them.
1: Um, Just one weird question, like, who doesn't like Animal Like, how do you have a problem with Animal Planet? Exactly.
0: Well, again, it could have just been Jericho playing the heel, you know. Right, right, right. But, yeah, yeah. in general, why, yeah. how could you have a problem with
1: it? Which, yeah, that, that, and that's one good thing, you know, like, wrestling knows how to make you really like someone and really not like someone yep. like those are like sort of cornerstones of their stories absolutely and, and not liking animal planet and I guess which ultimately means not just liking animals in general That's which ultimately a real means, thing to do oh yeah which ultimately you know to add some psychological depth to the character means not liking yourself because you're an animal <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jericho certainly uh, is that yeah so um, so anywho
0: but yeah, yeah. So we're gonna be digging into Turner programming, and uh, we're just gonna have a lot of fun, a sure. lot of laughs. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we'll be talking about other non-wrestling things. You know, as it comes under the wrestling lens, as Shaquille O'Neal, our guy, did this week. Oh yeah. But we're gonna be having some fun, and uh, we're happy you're along for the journey with us. And let's rock and roll, baby. Let's do it. So we're gonna start with uh, AEW Full Gear, which happened on Saturday, November seventh. Mm. It is one of their four uh, quarterly pay-per-views that they have uh, each year. So they take time to really build these stories as opposed to a WWE who runs, you know, 12, 13, 14 pay-per-views a year, gets a bit diluted, but everything here matters though. And I think we saw that on Saturday night. Yeah, it
1: it is a tentpole. Yeah, for for sure. It is, you know, having those four makes it seem like, like, you know, the, the quarterly ones Yep. makes it seem very evened out. Absolutely. You know, like kind of, it reminds you of the school year a little bit. Yeah, you there know, you go. Like things the are quarter sort of, system. Yeah, 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 midterms and yeah. semesters and all that. So something that you're familiar with, that your life has been oriented around at some point. Absolutely. Um, you know, the quarter system and, you know, the um, financial, the fiscal year. Yeah. Oh, That's you got to oh, love a right? nice yeah, fiscal yeah. year. So um, tell, tell everyone about uh, our setup. Yeah. Our, our viewing setup. So we this are down great. here. Set the scene.
0: Yeah, we are down here in the garage below the studios of Redfly Media here in Covington, Kentucky. We're back in a little nook in the corner because we had to kind of get a little enclosed for some soundproofing. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of wood, some mattresses, a bunch of pillows here. A push here. mower. Uh, what's that? A push mower. Push mower, which I use to... Solar panels use, Some Dubai. solar panels back mm-hmm. there, some drums, some paint. So we can, we can get a fucking job done sure. down here, oh, man. Yeah. Now, this place, like, we're recording this.
1: It looks like a place where, like, the bad guys would take you to be interrogated. It's a bit. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a little freaky. Yeah. yeah. And um, t- um, talk about uh, our setup for watching Full Gear, too. Oh, yeah. yeah so, yeah, Full yeah. Gear,
0: before we dive in, uh, we were up it's at... Up the
1: scene there. Yeah, yeah
0: it was uh, at Full Gear. We were at your current residence, my former residence, up in... Uh, technically Coreyville up off UC's campus. And we had an outdoor setup, very Uh COVID friendly, uh, spread out, sitting on a wall. And, uh, So it was a night, I guess UC had won. They beat the crap out of Houston or someone like that. There were drunk kids hooting and hollering. It was Mm -hmm. the night, also the same day the election was called in favor of Joe Biden. Oh yeah, so
1: it was was a big day. You know, a lot of reason for people to go out and party. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. a lot
0: of people out and about. And uh, that definitely became a part of our evening at one point, as we'll dig into during the elite deletion match. There was a... A whole big hubbub happened. Yeah, yeah the fights us.
1: didn't just happen on yeah. a television screen. No, <laughs> no they, they certainly yeah, yeah. did not. And the funny thing is, like, you know, so many things for people to make a fuss out of, whether Biden winning, you uh, see the, the Notre Dame Clemson game, which is which is what circled around us, but I yep. feel like we were the only ones making a fuss about full gear, which was fun. Yeah, like we had our own little world and it, I thought that was cool. And speci- yeah. I was
0: definitely giving people a little guff as they walked by. Oh, like I, yeah. who gives a shit about that? We got full gear, yeah, brother. Exactly, yeah. It was fun, it was good times, and it kicked off mm-hmm. with a huge match. Um, Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page in the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament mm-hmm. Finals. That's a mouthful. It is uh former tag team champs. Uh, both were in the Elite, which has been fracturing to a degree. They're one of the, the main fulcrums, if you will, mm-hmm. of the show. And actually, Kenny and the Young Bucks are both EVPs of the company, along with your boy Cody, as we'll get into. Sure. any rate, this was a huge, very hotly anticipated match. Their first singles match in AEW, and Kenny Omega defeated Hangman Page. Uh, but that pace was smoldering right from the get-go, and wasn't it? Was. it? And
1: I mean, you know, that, I mean, obviously, we'll have a lot to say about Moxley and Kingston, but I think, you know... I mean, starting off, like, it's such a high bar it was to, 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 to set, you know, and... Uh, they did it. It was just great wrestling. You know, yes. lots of times, you know, I feel like they'll, like, open these shows with matches that are great plot stuff, but yep. not great wrestling. And, and this and had would, both. Yeah, It had exactly. the, the
0: big story, and it was hard-hitting, mm. it was fast, it was stiff. Yeah. Um, we recalled uh, Kenny definitely looked a little chunky out, chunkier than he has. I mean, he bigger. still looks good, but yeah. needs to shred it out like he was in New Japan when... Don Callis, who was actually on commentary for this match, who commentated a lot of his matches in New Japan, me and my buddy Azar used to always geek out about him saying, look at him, Kevin. Kenny's shredded. He's put on 15 pounds of lean muscle. (laughs) I think he put on 15 pounds of not-so-lean fat for this one. But anyway, he got the job done. Um, If you recall, at the very end of the match, he had Hangman up for his one-winged angel finisher move, and it was a struggle. Getting him over. Because you know how hard Hangman fought in this one, but he came up just short. Final Fantasy VII wins. That's what happens. And if, you know, again, this has been a deep story, and Kenny kind of tried to console Hangman Mm -hmm. at the end, and he pushed him away. And, you know, we're going to get a lot into this, but Hangman's gimmick lately is that of kind of the alcoholic, the loner. You know, he... He's been left his elite brothers. There's been some fractures there. He turned to the bottle. Right. And both real life and on TV, uh, none of those guys drink. Uh, like, for real. Really? Do they? Oh, so wow. So that's kind of that's another surprising. layer of the story. Wow. Yeah, Kenny nor the Young Bucks do not. It's so funny
1: whenever you see, like, people who don't, you realize, you know, they they're, they either don't drink or are not drinking, but they're really great at acting drunk. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if uh, anyone's seen Trailer Park Boys, but Jim Leahy, Leahy in those scenes, apparently was not drunk at all. Yeah,
0: so impressive. So like, you know, it's obviously on television, but there is that realism to it of (laughs) like, hey man, you need to stop drinking and turn shit around. Mm -hmm. But as we've talked about, Mm -hmm. we both feel that this loss is gonna kind of start sending him to his rock bottom, Um, and then he comes up, um, and he's gonna get the glory eventually. But it's gonna be a slow burn. Oh, well, yeah, just like that
1: article you sent me, it's a lot about, you know, not just like, here's a character whose accessory and identity is, is, is just drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about mental illness. Um, and I think, you know, credit them for, you know, wanting to go in um, on this very inward-centric um, this 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 inward sort of moving arc for sure um, and yeah no I think I, I think it's very interesting it makes aew you know distinct from sort of something for, for that, a fan like
0: me something that yeah. folks can relate to yeah, you know oh, yeah you know it's not something to brag about by any but people when they're mm-hmm. upset or sad or whatever often drink and sometimes it helps sometimes yeah. it doesn't but we're getting to see that play out on the screen for wrestling and it's mm-hmm. been riveting thus far and it's going to continue mm-hmm. yeah. match to a full gear. Battle of the Jokestas. Jokes. our guy Jokes. Orange Cassidy ah. defeats John Silver's our guy, too. John oh, Silver of sure. the Dark Order, this was good fun, this yeah. was hilarious, it was comedy, like, but then they picked up the pace and had a, ended up having a strong match you, as well. Yeah,
1: you know, uh, we like both of them for different reasons. Like, Orange Cassidy's got the very lax, um, the, the, the lassitude. Um, and John Silver's the, the dialed up intensity. He Ooh. took everything seriously. And, yeah. and like overtly, like when Orange Cassidy did his like little his, ankle knocker. His little kicks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he John Silver was just, he bent on it like. Yeah, he was like, no,
0: right
1: no, it, no. Line no. and sinker. Yep, it like, was amazing. Like, like you wouldn't even need to like bend your fishing pole or reel it in. Like the fish would just come up the line and like right on your pole.
0: Yep, that, Into the tackle. It like. was tremendous yeah. chemistry. Yeah. That. And so, like you said, Silver bought up every little yeah. thing Orange was doing. Mm-hmm and it was just good stuff. I have written down here that yeah. it was classic comedy salesmanship for yeah, both.
1: That's, that's a great way to put it. And one thing I'm interested in is I think a lot of people like Orange Cassidy. Oh, um, they love and, him. And I understand why, but like we like Silver and we like Silver because he's just this little like, you know, kind uh, of muscle a muscle dummy. dummy yeah, yeah <laughs> just loud and, and just takes everything just way seriously. But and he's hilarious it he about is. it. But like, I wonder if A lot of other people feel the same way.
0: So part of that, we've talked a little bit off air. Like, Mm -hmm. he really, he was a jobber. Like, he was the jobber of the Dark Order. Anytime you saw him on Dynamite, he was going to lose. But he got popular on Being the Elite, the Young Bucks YouTube show, which almost kind of, like, gives these guys an opportunity to tell stories. And it's a, you know, it gets hundreds of thousands of views a week. So it's no joke. But Silver stood out as just... Hilarious, like oh, he's owning every scene. So, so he came up through the internet, which, absolutely. Which,
1: which, um, you know, seems to point toward people like him, like we
0: like him, absolutely. So, so, so okay. he's just yeah. now kind of getting those opportunities. Mm-hmm. On he, you know, he got him on AEW Dark, but now mm-hmm. he's seeping through on Dynamite. So I really think he's going to keep climbing.
1: Yeah, and that's good because I could easily see, or I guess like the the cynical side of me could easily see why people think he's like people could think he's annoying or lame. Sure.
0: Mm. But if they watch Being the Elite, I think they would disagree. Yes. Yeah. he's a, he's yeah. here for the, the marks. Rest, Love him.
1: Yeah, wrestling fans, wrestler, Mark Mark lover, yeah.
0: <laughs> Marcus lover. Marcus anyway, Aurelius. Yeah. Ma- match number three. Darby <laughs> Allen, our guy. I'm, why is everyone our guy? I need to stop saying that. <laughs> Darby Allen defeats Cody Rhodes. Now Cody Rhodes. Well, you
1: know what you should do? Like, so let's assume everyone's our guy and just
0: like point out who is not our guy. But some guys not, who's yeah. Like I call Cody your boy, but yeah, yeah. is he really your boy? You know, like we'll talk about Let's it. Talk, we'll about talk about the, about match. the match. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about the match, match. <laughs> and I'll tell you how I
1: feel about Cody.
0: Darby <laughs> really Allen in his yeah. fourth attempt finally defeats Cody. First match last year was a draw and then uh-huh. he lost two consecutive, sure. but he finally got the victory. Um, he took a lot of he took a big beating in this match early on, but he kept fighting. He kept fighting and mm. if you recall the end of the match with them, like, rolling each other up, getting yeah. one, two, roll up, one, two. Oh, and it happened yeah, like back three, and forth. The seesaw. Yeah, 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 and, on the fulcrum. And, yeah. and rarely know, yeah. do you see a match end like that, but that's mm-hmm. what made it so exciting. It's like, oh, shit, wow, he just did it. And, it, you know, it went in about 18 minutes. It wasn't a short match, but that ending really came out of nowhere after some big moves right. and – uh I'm happy to see our guy, Dobby, now ascend as the true face of TNT. Oh, yeah. he's,
1: he's becoming a Turner tentpole as we speak. And we know Cody and already is a tentpole, oh, and that's going to be a
0: concept we're going to talk about riddled throughout this show as well, as who are the Turner tentpole?
1: Yeah, who are the people that Turner is, like, banking on to be, like, the faces of, of Dynamite and AEW, who and they, who and they just, can put on their other shows. And not, not like only Co- that. done with Cody
0: and that mass Singer knockoff. The Go, knockoff. Bi, the yeah. go Big go bay, The Go Big The bitch. Go Paul White. Oh. <laughs> um, but also in the skin, we won't dig in too much into this yet but also people like the impractical jokers on true Ooh. who own true tv and so those guys are kind of turner tent. Poles. oh yeah so they're, we're going to be talking about all these people they're,
1: they're the tent pole for like the rain catcher that you put over your tent you <laughs> know like they're not up all the time they but are like you know like if it rains they are all
0: four tent pole. They are the tent for True TV. Yeah, they
1: are. Yeah, they're the tent for True TV, but in like all other worlds, they're, yeah. they're the rain the rain catcher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love it. So back to that match. Um, if you recall, Cody is managed, or his head coach is Arn Anderson of right. the Brainbusters that we talked about. And we like to call him Andy Reid. Andy Reid being the Chiefs head coach. They look pretty similar, and yeah. even to the point where Arn Anderson comes out with a laminated play card. Yeah, yeah. And I wrote a note here Which, that uh, Andy Reid came up to Cody after the match, like after he lost, and said he didn't listen to the plays. Oh, he didn't. So that's he didn't why he lost. It. Oh, man, Patrick Mahomes be Dan. How about that? Oh, yeah. um, but real quickly, if you recall, Darby having his moment, and our guy, literally, this is our guy, yeah, Taz, yeah, yeah. comes yeah. out with the mic and goes, enough, no. enough, enough enough mm. enough and he came out with this guy's uh cage and our man absolute ricky stalks ricky stalks and uh they ran they ran rough shot over both darby sure. and cody uh darby got thrown through the fake gear on the yeah. set mm. um but then they were eventually saved by will hobbs but just a fun little post-match right. dust yeah 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 just a little
1: yeah and i mean I don't know if Taz. You know, I'm sure you would know this better than I do, but I um, didn't know if Taz had a history with either of those wrestlers. So yeah, Why they come out, yeah. both
0: the, <laughs> Team Taz has been kind of feuding with both those guys oh, for okay, a gotcha. month plus. They're so shaking he, the tent poles, absolutely, you know, yeah. and it actually led to a tag team match on coming up next week, yeah. as we'll get to. Hmm. Uh, but match four was the AEW Women's Championship, Hayakawa Shida versus Nyla Rose. Uh, Sheeta successfully defended the title, defeating Rose, and it was a solid match. I remember it was some pretty good action, a little bit sloppy down the stretch, but uh, all in all, still pretty good. Um, happy Sheeta still won. Yeah. Gotta think she's probably going to be entering into a feud with the dentist, Britt Baker. Probably. Who you yeah. haven't seen a much of yet, but she'll be a key part of the women's division. Going oh, yeah,
1: I'm, gl- I'm glad Shida won. No, I like her as she's a wrestler. She's legit, yeah. Very, you know, like when we talk about the Yale Oh yeah, yeah she's yeah,
0: Japanese, yeah. got that style, coming out all dressed with the kendo stick, and yeah, she yeah, does yeah. a lot of fast, hard, striking moves. Sure. She rules. No, I think she's
1: really cool, yeah.
0: And going next, the fifth match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. If the Young Bucks lose, they can no longer challenge for those titles, but they defeated FTR in what have many been calling a dream match. And actually just today, the Dave Meltzer star rating was a five and a quarter stars, so he broke the scale for this one. Can can you please explain the scale to me? Yeah, I actually, I've yeah. never, never heard of this scale. Okay. That fascinating. That's, that's interesting because yeah, this yeah. is something Azar and I specifically both we share a mutual friend who sure, you'll yeah. hear a lot on this he show. He texted me today, actually. And I'm sure yeah, he'll yeah. be on it. But he and I get real deep into how good a match is, and we rate them on stars. But this yeah, this is a key topic because we're gonna be using the stars throughout. But Dave Meltzer essentially. He's a wrestling journalist, and he kind of... He's not... He wasn't the only one, but came up in 70s, 80s, whatever, when there were very few of them. Mm-hmm. And he developed this star rating scale. Actually, some people say he stole it off Jim Cornette or others, but regardless, he popularized it. He writes something called the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that all the fucking marks love. Uh-huh. So any big show, he'll rate every match on a, okay. on a scale of what can go to negative five stars. Okay, so... And which originally went up to five stars. So is this the first
1: one that broke it?
0: No. So it was broken originally uh, by Kenny Omega and Okada. Oh, okay. their first match in 2017 and, 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 and got six any... stars. Oh
1: wow! So so is that still the high water mark? No, they they got
0: seven the next year. Oh my god! <laughs> so <laughs> so it's is a... that the high
1: water mark? Now? Yes. Okay. So that yeah. like
0: the scale in and of itself is huh? a storyline. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. our first PSB potential scale breaker because, again, this has been a dream match, a long time coming. I I mean, the Young Bucks finishing move is named the Meltzer Driver after Dave Meltzer. Wow, that's pretty cool. So, like, they love – you know, Dave loves them, always rates their matches high. Mm -hmm. And I rewatched the match, and you know what? I'm going to give it five stars. I'm not Mm -hmm. breaking the scale, but it was amazing. Uh, Both teams did an homage to tag teams of the past. Um, The FTR did uh, – FTR did moves of both the Steiner Brothers and the Hart Foundation, and the Young Bucks did moves of um, both the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys, so kind of showing their inspirations over time. It, you know, There was the, the story of Matt Jackson's left ankle and knee that was fucked up, and they repeatedly beat on that. Yeah. Dax Harwood's hand got busted open, and the Young Bucks, so it was just great storytelling. Yeah, yeah. FTR classically cutting off the ring, not allowing Matt Jackson to get right, that tag, right. beating him up all match, double teams. All over the, yeah. It was just crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, Tully Blanchard, the other brain buster, yeah. gets involved. It doesn't work. Um, it ends up with, you know, Matt Jackson got debooted at one point and he super kicked Wheeler for the one, two, three. I'm losing my breath just talking about it. I mean, some complain the finish was a little weak, and I'll admit I kind right. of wanted a little more, but it's like they already gave us everything. What yeah, more exactly. did you, It, it yeah. was like, it just needed to end, and that's the move that did it, and sure. it was incredible. Um, so I'm going five stars, but I'm not breaking the scale. Scale is still intact. And next was the Delete. Elite Deletion match: yeah. Matt Hardy versus Sammy can Guevara I, at the Hardy Compound in Cameron, North Carolina. Can I say something funny? So, please. for some
1: reason, so you know, whenever we talked about Ditter picks for this, you yeah. know, I, I wrote, you Delete. know. Um, I would write the wrestlers down and put verses in the middle, like it was a Street Fighter. Yep. Like, like scre- oh, yeah. Like the like the screen before a fight in Street Fighter. In. Oh yeah. For some reason, for the Elite deletion, I drew this flower around the verses. <laughs> like Hell I don't yeah. know why I did it. Hell yeah. But anywho, yeah.
0: So this was a. It's hard to even call this a match, but it's hard and it's hard to describe for someone who's never seen something like this. But it was pre-taped. It's kind of presented more Cinematic. of like yeah. a movie type, movie. but. Um, and Matt Hardy has had matches like this in the past. The most famous, the final deletion with his brother Jeff at yeah. the same location. So this was AEW's spin on it, and it had so many callbacks to that original Um, It started with uh, Matt Hardy running over Guevara's golf cart in a monster truck. Oh, yeah. And then he had the hologram from the drone. Yeah, from the drone. Which
1: which is from the final deletion, correct? Correct. Well, so
0: actually, it's a different drone. It was Vanguard 1, who Chris Jericho killed earlier with his baseball bat this year. So So this is now Neo 1. Oh, Neo 1. Yeah. So Neo 1 came in. And, yeah, so they ended up fighting all the way up to uh, Matt Hardy's front lawn and Sammy Guevara yells out, Daddy's home! Um, Which is kind of a funny inside joke for me and my friends Chris and Katie. How you doing? Uh, But then they ended up fighting all the way to a ring in his backyard. Craziness ensues. Then all of a sudden, Santana and Ortiz of the inner circle just show up out of nowhere. And then private parties back in their golf cart. But if you recall, it seemed like it took them forever to get down there. Yeah, it did take them. Yeah. But they got there. And then then the fireworks came out. Yeah, then the yeah, Roman yeah. Candle Wars started. Yeah, and which was, which I, I've had some of those in my yeah. life. You know, and they're just hilarious. blasting them at each other yeah, from yeah. across the ring. And if you recall, Sammy was running away. And Matt Hardy was, what, probably six feet from him and yeah, just, just blasted just him with fireworks. Them, yeah. uh-huh. Then they make their way to the Lake mm-hmm. of Reincarnation where... A masked man comes with Hurricane Helms, of former wrestler of the Attitude Era, and it's none other than Gangrel. Let, let's actually cut away to your reaction. Oh yeah. Oh, like, I, like that, that, uh that, that, I that went that, crazy from, from
1: Full Gear. That'll, that, that like everyone should check this out. Let's hear it. He's
0: getting chucked into the water. That's the lake. Of, that's I mean, the lake he's
1: of reincarnation. Mighty. The hurricane! Oh my God. What the fuck? This is that Mortal
0: Kombat. That's the hurricane, and it was killed. Kids? Gangrel! What the fuck? Oh my god! gangrel here. Oh my god! They were with the Hardys and the Brood in 99! Oh my god! This guy hasn't been in wrestling in like decades! What's like it? Oh my god! He used to drink blood, he was a vampire, and the hurricane is here too! What the fuck?
1: What real life, real right life.
0: Now. Chris Jericho got arrested for getting in a fight with Hurricane in Crescent Springs, <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky. Really? Yeah. Like, we're at, I, don't, I don't. I don't remember where, but yeah, like, it had a bit of, like bleachers. Man, I'm sorry. It's long-term storytelling. Breaking the wall here. <laughs> Breaking the wall. Why is there so much oh. up? Holy shit! <laughs> this is outside. outstanding. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's long-term storytelling. <laughs> Fucking Gangrel in the delete, delete, delete. So Gangrel shockingly mm-hmm. the leader of the brood who would come out in the, you know, late 90s early 2000s with a chalice of blood and drink it, mm-hmm. played a vampire character. I haven't seen this guy or heard of this guy in 20 years in wrestling and I loved it. It just brought yeah. me back to that moment of being a kid. And, like, that's what AEW has cultivated for me a lot. And this Mm -hmm. was a perfect night to do it. Um, But Gangrel, actually, when I rewatched it, I caught that he said he was – that Sammy Guevara was a better mentor to him than Matt Hardy was. Really? So, I don't know. I guess at some point he managed or trained Sammy. I didn't know that. Hmm. Um, But the match went on, and they ended up (laughs) – Everyone was in the ring at this point. It was yeah. crazy. Remember, Hurricane got thrown into the lake of reincarnation mm-hmm. and came back as like wow. an interviewer? Yeah, he did. Yeah. And Just then geek. got yeah. thrown again Total and came geek. back as something else. They end up in the dome of deletion, which yeah. is like a garage with another ring in it. Yeah. And they lock the door so nobody can get in and they're fighting. Um, remember, Sammy got his head cracked open on yeah. the floor oh, yeah, and busted open. Blood pouring, puddle of blood. You know, we weren't sure actually, like if it was real or if it, you know, if he's cut himself. It was
1: makeup, or or you know, or I think it was. I think
0: you know, know, given that it was pre-taped and obviously we didn't see it happen, Mm -hmm. he very well could have cut him. But usually when they do that, it's on their forehead. Uh But to see it on the back of the head, and there was pretty decent amount coming out. Sure. Um, But it ended with the old school Hardy move. His head, Sammy's head was down, and he did him with the concerto, with the chair right down. Got the one, two, three, and whoo, thankfully that one was over. But it was amazing. Like, as we've talked about, like, that is wrestling. Yeah, like, it That is. was more of like, that was a complete variety
1: no, show. No, 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 it really isn't like, one of my favorite things that, like, you know, you you point out that I think we'll come back to the show is when you call things like Dang. wrestling that isn't typically wrestling, For sure. like this, um, the law dinner debonair, the steak dinner, oh yeah, when like that was referred to as wrestling, like, you know, that like sold me on being involved in this project.
0: The Vegas you know, trip yeah, coming yeah, the, up. The, oh we're yeah, talk about yeah, for the, yeah, inner yeah you know, the trip to
1: Marvez. The, oh, the trip to Marvez. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get yeah, to all we'll, of it. We'll get to it. Yeah. So
0: speaking of which, we are on that match here at Full Gear, MJF versus Chris Jericho, and if MJF won, he got to join. the inner circle and mjf did defeat chris jericho um we talked at length that evening about it jericho has lost not only one step but maybe three or four steps out there it's slowly been happening you know he just turned 50 years old uh on november 9th which is also my birthday (laughs) ha ha um but he just turned 50. It's been happening. But I feel like this was the most yeah. glaring display that, like, he just can't go at that level yeah. where he's semi-main-eventing a show.
1: And that, was, and that was everybody's reaction. It was hard. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, 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 this was much more one of those, like, plot-oriented things. For where, sure. Where, where, where sort of things changed. And I think both of us walked into this expecting MJ. Up to win. We knew MJF was going like, to win. Because, like, if Jericho were, were to win, like, nothing
0: would then change. Then where do you go? Like,
1: like, yeah, like, the status quo is upheld. And, like, you know, obviously... You know, with change being the, one of the focal elements of the wrestling match and the scene, um, you need MJF to win. Yep. And MJF's a great heel. He's the best Like, like, man. like he is a really, really good heel, and he had some great quotes in uh, next week's uh, or in the dynamite following that this. We're that we're we'll going to talk, talk about. about. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, no, I really... Just, I'm, speaking I'm, of
0: great heel, the way this match ended, mm-hmm. so it was, it was a slog. Sure. It wasn't the worst match I've ever seen, but, it, you know, you could tell it was a bit tough to get through. Yeah. But uh, Jake Hager of the Inner Circle threw Jericho's bat Floyd into the mm-hmm. ring, and it hit the ground, and MJF immediately, like, hit the deck, faked like he got hit with the bat. Classic yeah. old-school heel move. This has been going on for decades in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Ref turns around, sees the bat, sees MJF down, Jericho's up. So they're hooting and hollering back and forth, and then all of a sudden MJF slides in and rolls yeah. up Jericho, grabs the tights, one, two, three, it's over.
1: Yeah, and it was a very, like, swift. Very you know, quick. It was very quick, but, but but a good ending. It, and, saved, and,
0: it saved the match, And, and, as we and, and,
1: and MJF um, conducts himself and writes himself. Yep. Very well. Absolutely. Like, is like, like, like really putting him into the old... Like, I think of MJF as a... Uh, so you have a lot of wrestlers who are, like, I played football, mm-hmm. you know, and Bigger then I, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I tried I mean. to play in the NFL. It didn't work out, so I go to this. Mm-hmm. Um, you have people who are kind of like lifers, but like MGF seems very theatrical. Mm-hmm. Like I could picture him doing like theater in high school and college, well, after and we like heard trying his to make it. Yeah, yeah. Too. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in here. Yeah. Like I can imagine him like trying to go for Broadway or something like that, but it's like. Oh yeah, no. You have the look um, and the physique, the charisma, for, yeah, and the charisma for, for wrestling. Charisma, yeah. So like, he seems like he comes from a unique cloth. Yep. When it comes to uh, wrestlers, in my opinion. And he so, is
0: going to be a true yeah. face of. Like, I think he and Hangman Page at 24 and I think 28 years He's old. Is that young? Yeah, MJF's 24. are both that young. And I think Hangman's like 28, 29, still below 30. Like, those are the two faces of the see, company.
1: See, MJF's believable at 24. Hangman seems older. Maybe For it's sure. K, that's the drinking problem thing. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> but he does. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, wow, that's impressive.
0: And they that's going to be, like, that. I can already tell you, that's going to be world title feud for years to come down the line those two guys going at it and speaking of which we're going into our main event for the aew world title john moxley defeats eddie kingston in an i quit match and boy this was brutal this was personal this was passionate this match was built so well and I think it delivered. It maybe came in slightly under my expectations, but it did deliver. I really enjoyed it. If we want to talk stars. I think it needed
1: to meet the criteria. It met the criteria that it needed to meet. For sure. It if we want it. to talk
0: yeah. stars, I'll call it four and a quarter. It was uh-huh. a really good match, and but I, I still wanted a little more. But it was very good. Moxley won as expected. And it was brutal. There was some blood in this. There was a barbed wire bat. Mm. Um, and as we talked about coming in, it's like, how is Kingston going to quit? Like, it, yeah. he was the whole time it, like, I, 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 you kill me, this is real, you're going right. to have to kill me. Yeah, yeah, It's his character is built up
1: to not want to quit.
0: Yep. You know, exactly. like, like
1: his whole thing is like, I've been through so much shit. Yep. I could have said I quit, you know, many other uh, shitty times ago.
0: And I've told but you yeah. that he, like, real life shit, he was set, like, months before he got hired by AEW, he was selling his wrestling oh, yeah, gear you did just mention to that. make his mortgage. See, that's crazy. Real life it shit. It really is. Yeah. And in, four months or whatever he's now made a vending a pay-per-view yeah. and I'm sure he's getting paid handsomely mm. doing it so yeah. love Eddie Kingston obviously we love John Moxley Cincinnati zone he is also our fucking guy yeah um, but now he is on a collision course with Kenny Omega December 2nd yeah, and we'll get in, we'll get yeah, into that exciting. as we talk about yeah. dynamite and we're gonna do so after a break here and uh, maybe a little commercial about uh, Star Wars in the market back in those days. Do you recall when, like, Pepsi and Mountain yes, Dew oh, had the fucking... And
1: Pepsi won?
0: Yeah. Oh, man, dude, like, and I... I, I... Had to, you collected all the characters. Oh, dude, I went after that big time. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being in, like, Cumberland when we had those cans and also watching WWF Raw on the big show. Drinking a Mountain Dew with Qui-Gon Jin. Yeah. Lake oh, it was easily yeah. At Lake Cumberland, watching the Big Show on big Monday show. Oh, Night Raw. Really? Yeah. It's the it's, it's, Actually, it. it was there as Paul White. Well, Paul White, there. yeah. Before he was w- a giant. W-I-G-H-T. Paul White. So we hope you enjoyed our uh, live reactions watching uh, Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. We're going to uh-huh. get uh, some more detailed talk about that later in the show. Uh, But we neglected, we got so heated uh, talking about the matches, we neglected to talk about the real life fight that we We previewed, uh, (laughs) that we saw during the Elite Deletion match. But, Bo, uh, you definitely saw it before me because I was dialed in. Uh, uh, But tell us, walk us through it. So,
1: we're all sitting on that retaining wall uh, watching the Elite Deletion, and then you hear like a, uh, you know, just a scuffle going going on. And then we turn around and. um, there's this uh, guy walking out in a long sleeve white shirt. Real toughy. Yeah, real toughy. And then this girl comes marching out um, <laughs> in this um, white T-shirt. They're both wearing white, which yeah. is really funny. And she is just yelling. She's like, man,
0: man, man, man you know? Yeah. And then
1: the funniest part is like her and the guy are kind of like pretty close, like not nose to nose. And not a
0: mask in sight. Yeah, yeah.
1: Not a mask in sight. Like the coronavirus was literally across the street. Like, <laughs> like, like, you know, all bets were off. Like yeah. it was objectively. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, like, the funniest part of this was this argument goes on. Yeah. Um, it's a near fight. Yeah, you know? no d- punches d- were thrown, I yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: think. There was some shoving, and the people just kept multiplying. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, I remember I first looked back, and it was maybe like six, eight people, yeah. and then it's like I 15, f- and then 20. 15. Yeah, it yeah, was and it's exactly how it
1: was. And... Uh, so basically, like, the guy would walk away, and his friends would be like, oh, yeah, bro, walk away from this. And then she would say something that agitated yeah. him, and, and then he would they'd turn be back charging around. back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: It was and, like an endless loop. And, and it took yeah, forever yeah. to break up. Like, I feel like it was 15 minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. you know, At it was, least. It was pretty long,
1: and it was pretty loud, and, uh, yeah, that happened. It was a geek. Mm. Glad
0: everyone's seemingly okay. <laughs> I doubt yeah. it. Like, I'm, I'm it. sure, like... Yeah, half of them at least. Ha, half
1: of them at least had COVID. Yeah. Like 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 like. I would bet my entire page. I would bet my checking account on it. Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: So let's dive right into the 11 edition of AEW Dynamite. Uh, started off the show. I noted it was a new intro for the show. I just, yeah, the you did. Salt, you did say just, that. You yeah. know, new imagery, updated. You know things that have happened recently. Look good. Sounded good. Yep. Um, so we start with our guy Taz cage and Ricky stalks yeah, coming Ricky, down cause... gotta love that uh, Ricky stalks wearing his velvet shirt looking like a stud as always um, Darby Allen the new TNT champion if you recall was up in the Raptors up in the upper deck sitting but like he, he was like, like, like last he was, week like on dynamite a loner, yes. but he had his belt uh-huh. this time and he's just chilling uh, Taz running his mouth, saying, "Keep your narrow yeah. ass in that chair." Yeah, yeah your narrow ass. Yeah, and he but, like, is Normally, narrow. you
1: would say, like, you know, I even sometimes refer to my little ass. hmm Yeah. Or I'm gonna go get my little <laughs> ass uh, sandwich and chips from a deli. Oh, now toy. you're gonna be getting yeah, your little yeah, narrow n- my ass. Yeah. Narrow ass, you know, like, but it, you know, narrow kind of more implies like the spaces you can fit through. Yeah. Your little is just like the size of the yeah. narrow is like it compensates for the environment. Dobby I mean, Allen yeah, is yeah. pretty
0: narrow, though. Yeah, I'll tell you. He does. Yeah. Uh, promo was decent, you know, just talking shit still. Um, Yeah, and then it, it led to uh, the first match of the show, which was Brian Cage versus Matt Seidel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taz went on commentary, um, Cage, you know, much bigger guy, Seidel more of like the high flyer, but mm. good, you know, like I feel like under 10 minute match. Seidel actually got a lot of offense in and he did, he wasn't looking like a jobber as he kind right. of had previously been presented. Um, in AEW, but uh-huh. he, you know, came from WWE. He's been in New Japan, the Indies. The guy's legit, and actually, I think Taz even kind of said that in yeah. his promo, like ripping on Darby. is like right. Matt Seidel's is actually beating, you know, whatever. It right. may be, mm-hmm. But he looked good in this match. If you remember that counter, Hurricane Rana, which yeah, was yeah. like a two point nine nine count, like very close. When Jr. said 19,
1: uh, closer than 19 is to 20, yeah. which and I really JR like that.
0: That's closer than 19 is to 20. Yeah, and
1: like the one I, thing I have to ask is why does he pick 19 that, and 20? Why not yeah. 9 and 10? It's so arbitrary. Yeah, yeah. It could be between any two whole numbers. I love and, it. And, and think about how many whole numbers there actually are. And I've like We're never really heard him
0: say yeah. something like that. Like 2.99 count is like right. a common yeah, you know, thing. Yeah, it was a know? very like... So right after, you know, he remember if Seidel to end the match jumped off the top rope and Cage caught him in midair yeah. and hit his finishing move of the drill claw. It was great. Yeah. Uh, Taz immediately on commentary does the Braveheart victory.
1: Yeah, he does that. And yeah. then
0: uh, Ricky Stalks uh, cut a quick promo basically saying they were coming for the TNT title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solid opening segment. I'm glad that our boys are getting a lot of shine there.
1: I did think we talked a little bit about Taz's bit being
0: kind of a little underwhelming. Slightly, right? yeah.
1: Slightly, yeah. Especially opening the he's, match.
0: Because he's been pretty hot lately.
1: And doesn't he have a problem with Tony uh, Shivon Sh-
0: uh, Shivani, a.k.a. Ski, Ski-A-Vone, yeah, no, calls ski,
1: Oh, man, Ski-A-Vone. Have, have you ever uh, put on skis and uh, gotten on top of a hill? That's I've actually the, never skied before. Well, you put on skis and get on top of a hill, that's a Vone, and then you ski on a Vone.
0: Wow, man. i Have never done that? I've I've never skied down well, a you, hill, nor a Vone. Oh,
1: well, you have the Bonnie Slope, and you have K5, and then in between those is the Vone.
0: Holy shit. I need to get to the Vone, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. Dude, you, you have a Vone call. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So we come back from the break, and Cody, your boy, comes mm, out nah. after he loses the TNT title, but he's looking good. He's looking in his all like like white it, suit, looking like Eric Trump, he, like <laughs> like Rich said. He's got his sunglasses yeah. on. He's looking a little smug, but yeah. um, you know he talked. He congratulates Darby, yeah. and uh, then he starts talking about avenging a loss on his record, and I'm mm. like. Who could that be Mr. Brody? And then, like, no, he already beat him, and yeah. then he calls out MJF, right? And it's like, whoa, okay, I guess we're going back to that. And then, all of a sudden, this woman slides into the ring, and she's pretty jacked and well put together and in shape. And, not, and not, none neither and of us, we no, had no she idea, who yeah, she no idea, was, but she yeah. just slides in he the ring in her like glistening red dress, and yeah. she's huge yep. and
1: she's. It was like you know in Smash Brothers when like a new challenger appears, mm-hmm. like it had that feel. And the announcers really, are like, yeah. "There's
0: Jade Cargill," and we like, "Jade Cargill, that's a funny
1: <laughs> Yeah, boy." It was so funny that it was just a normal last name. Yeah, like it, I expect, a for, it to, I, a I expect for it name. to be like glitter lady, yeah. you know? <laughs> but it's like Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill. Yeah. Anyway, so
0: Jade Cargill comes in and she starts talking. The total package. Yeah, the to- total. That's right. Package. The total yeah, package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jade Cargill replacing the former total package uh, lex luger we've got a new ooh, one yeah here. yeah, yeah. Uh, but jade gets the microphone and she looks great and she's talking shit to cody fierce and mm. she talks about him waking a sleeping giant yeah and says something to cody like there's nothing giant about you and uh, talking about his penis talking about his hog and so then jade all of a sudden says that that giant is is none other than Shaq. Let, let's actually cut away to your
1: reaction. Absolutely.
0: Phase. Jade Cargill's popping off. Here. You watch our bat giant killer. I mean, this is her promo. Not yeah, she absolutely. She Oh, bat giant
1: that you were talking about? Oh, he's the real star. And you know what his name is?
0: Shaq What? <laughs> what? she means to kill He was backstage he was with full the gear. hell told you tonight was open mic night bitch. Oh! oh! Cody's wife Randy. Confused, so let me spell this out for you. You open my house. Are we really going to get a Cody, Cody versus Shaq match? We might. But Shaq is firmly under the tarp. I mean, he works for TNT yeah, yeah. for God's sakes. This is this is the best promo she's ever had, Yeah. ever.
1: Like, there are four tent poles at NBA on TNT. Ernie Johnson, Shaq, Charles Barkley, and Kenny, Kenny Smith. the Jets. Yeah, yeah. They usually, are all, like, yeah, they're all tent poles. they are tent poles. Oh, big so time.
0: Anyway, you know, Shaq didn't come out, but we knew he was at full gear, and he's under. The, he is a Turner tent pole. He's under the tarp. Uh, are we building towards a Cody and Shaq match or Shaq and someone? God, I hope so, because... Yeah, uh, I do too. That would be sickening. Um, um, one thing before you go... Like, I know we've been talking a lot about my thing about Cody. Uh-huh. And so
1: I guess I feel like I should probably explain it. Yeah, because we've talked about it more. And well, I think, like... I don't speak for everyone, but I feel like everyone like watches Cody and you think, oh yeah, he's the EVP, he's entitled, he's Dusty Rhodes' son. Yep. So you know, the son Ameri- of
0: the son of well, a plumber. Well, and,
1: he, and he like you know, it's like if Dusty Rhodes is the boomer, like Cody is the Gen Xer or the millennial who's like, yeah, I'm edgy. You know, like the American dream, like you know, is like
0: now he's the American very, very, very nightmare. Very
1: boomery, and now like it's very Gen X millennial that like, oh yeah, I'm the American nightmare. So it's very generationally. Typical. Bleached blonde, like, yeah, hair yeah, like yeah. his dad. Yeah, it, 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 in, in, like both respects, it's all American. Mm-hmm. And, um,
0: Absolutely. here's the thing
1: with Cody. Like, uh, I respect him. You gotta. Yeah, like,
0: but you don't you have know, to I, like him. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, Like, like that whole shtick, obviously, is, and I think they're aware that it's annoying. And here's what's gonna happen with Cody. Like. There is going to be this very slow, and I know you said that he's, can't he can't technically challenge.
0: technically challenge for the title, but, but he will.
1: But he will, and we'll um, see. And they probably all, yeah, will. Yeah, yeah. And but they are orchestrating this very slow rise for him, where it's going to make that title feel earned, despite the entitlement that, like most viewers, I think, and, sure. and wrestling fans understand or see about Absolutely. Cody. So yeah, I think like they're going to have this slow grinding rise for him to make them feel like it's earned. And you know, I think that, you know, like if a lot of wrestling is the short story, this is the novel. And I you know love what I'm the saying? novels. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so another thing with Cody that we haven't talked too much about because he couldn't win the AEW title, the TNT title kind of is his title. So mm-hmm. he was the inaugural champ. He won it back from Mr. Brody Lee. But sure. a great thing that Cody did during those mm-hmm. title reigns was that he was really putting over, like, he was facing guys like Jungle Boy and one of the guys from Private yeah. Party and giving these guys opportunities for this title that normally wouldn't have given it, gotten it. And having great matches with yeah. him. So, like, he was really giving other guys opportunities to shine. Yeah. And it's similar. John Cena did a very similar thing in WWE, did did like, really? five, six years ago with the U.S. title. So, but, it's but, the secondary title, but he made it a thing where every week he would have a new challenger. That's and it was, really cool. So, he kind of pioneered that. that yeah, and yeah. Cody kind of picked that it's up and cool. did it with the TNT title. Sure. So, you're going to see more of Cody. And, yes, there's oh, going to be things you yeah. don't like, but... There is a respect, and he's a great storyteller. Yeah. But, yeah, from time to time, he can be uh, no, a no, fucking No, tool.
1: no, 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 Cody. Yeah, and, you know, he, like, that's part of his character, and I think he understands it.
0: So back to the segment, um, Jade keeps talking shit, and then Cody's wife, Brandy, comes out, yeah, just, who normally, uh, not the best talker or character oh, 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 on screen, but she, 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 she cut a she scathing the, promo she, she at She was Jade at 100 Cartier. instantly. Oh, yeah, you know, she no, was, no zero. was the best promo Brandy's ever given. I sure. think it ended with, like...
1: Brian Cage and Ricky Stark showing up. Yeah, for that's him. Yeah, 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 so yeah. So then yeah, they came back it, yeah. and
0: beat and Cage and Darby. Yeah, Cage and with power, this thumbtack
1: jacket. So yeah, yeah. Cage
0: power Cody. Yeah. Ricky Starks kind of was like dancing around him after he went down, and was, then Darby was, came was, out in the thumbtack yeah, jacket. And, is like, that when
1: he said the revolution will be televised?
0: That yeah, was, it, was earlier. Okay,
1: so yeah, like. I I, Like, just to pause and go back to that, whenever he's like, the revolution will be televised, and we were like, lame, and (laughs) then he was like,
0: hit it! And I was like, cool! Like,
1: what a recovery! Absolutely, Ricky Starks, baby. And that's why we like Ricky Starks, yeah. He
0: rules. So yeah, eventually Darby comes out in his thumbtack jacket and does some flying attacks at both Cage and Starks. Uh, Will Hobbs again shows up, but a little bit late this time. Yeah. Rumors that uh, he may turn heel and join Team Taz. We shall see. Yeah. I think they're due for another member. Mm. Uh, we went to then a quick video recap of the Kenny versus Hangman Page match that we just discussed. And then our guy again, Alex Marvez, uh, with an interview with John Moxley. Yeah. So... Uh, I actually met Marvez a few times back in the day when I worked for the Bengals, because he's long been an NFL writer and has a radio show. Uh, there's this old DVD called The History of WrestleMania, and it popped up a newspaper article from like 1991, and it was written by Alex Marvez. No shit. Like, that's that, that's, tight. That, that, that's really cool. And then when New Japan had its first show in America in 2017, I saw Marvez in the crowd. So like I've known he's a wrestling fan, but I haven't talked to the guy in probably five, six yeah. years. but. Our goal is to get him on this show at some point, um, but he gave, he, hell, Marvez was pretty fired up in this interview talking oh, to was. Moxley time. Yeah. and interviewing him about the upcoming Kenny mm-hmm. Omega match on December 2nd, which last year at Full Gear, Moxley beats Kenny Omega in a non-sanctioned match. It was almost 40 minutes. It was brutal. Yeah. Uh, but now Kenny's getting that shot. He did, It wasn't for the title, but now Kenny gets the shot at the title. Moxley during the promo calls himself the greatest pro wrestler on the planet now, and he, he makes magic in that ring. I don't disagree. The guy's been on a roll. I think he's main evented five straight pay-per-views. Um, but he said it's you know it takes a lot to beat Kenny Omega once, let alone twice. But I'm the guy that can do it. Mm. But it is going to be an incredible match here in a sure, few weeks. Yeah. Then we go to the bunkhouse match, <laughs> and frankly, I, think where, I, we no where right, I yeah. think where we are right now is definitely the bunkhouse. Oh, oh, yeah, well, We've well, got the mattresses, uh, the pillows, all the wood. Remember just how much random, it was like yeah, barn stuff. Yeah, it was barn stuff, yeah, and like, really, like, this is like, we're in more of a garage than a barn, but, but this this is like, the close bunkhouse. enough. This yeah, is yeah, the bunkhouse, uh, brother. Yeah. But I still don't really know what a bunkhouse match is, but I remember Dustin Rhodes being in mm-hmm. one in like the 90s in WCW that I'd seen. But it, it the natural nightmares, Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall defeated Butcher and the Blade. Um, this was very, very bloody, uh, especially for a TV oh, yeah. match. But you gotta love it. I mean, again, it harkens back to those old days when you would see shit yeah. like this on TV. Um, part of the onus for this match was the bunny who was with initially Butcher and the Blade mm-hmm. and then went to QT Marshall, has now gone back to Butcher and the Blade. But I remember one of the announcers referenced that she ran up QT's credit cards before leaving it, <laughs> which I thought up. was just a funny twist. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, there was like various sections of just shit outside the yeah. ring, like just a bunch of wood and hay, and there's a bull rope. Um, there was a guitar shot, remember, hearkening back uh, thoughts of our guitar. Oh, you know, yeah, but, oh, the honky-tonk I man. I almost said yeah. our guy again. What the fuck is up with that? But, he's, but
1: No, 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 he, he is our guy, though. Like, oh, oh, that honky-tonk man clip is, is my one of There's my favorites. There's so many of them. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, this match was just absolute chaos. Um, both QT was bloodied. Uh, the blade was gushing blood. Yeah. Dustin got handcuffed to the ropes at one point. He also did... Um, a bulldog on the butcher through just like a wood plank that was out of nowhere, which followed right after QT sneaking in and hitting him with the fire extinguisher. Yeah, yeah, Remember yeah. the the camera work on that? Oh, I, definitely, yeah. It just like, it, yeah, it yeah. made it sneak Yeah, up no, on yeah, it. Yeah, and, and they do that really well. Like, yeah, yeah, So it ended with QT and Blade facing off, just blood flying everywhere. Um, oh, I have a quote here by Jr bunkhouse match is nothing but chaos and calamity. I do too. Yeah. And, and that's that exactly what it was. I, I,
1: except I didn't, I spelled it choass in calamity for some reason. <laughs> Hell yeah.
0: So QT got, did a flying elbow, a textbook flying elbow off the top of the ladder. Um, she ended up pushing Blade, who hit Bunny through a table at yeah. one point outside the Oh yeah, yeah. So the, much action. To a recap lot of people here.
1: being driven through wood, like a lot a of wood, a, a lot, lot of, of broken wood. wood. Yeah, a lot of impact of wood on human body. Yes, mm. absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it ended with QT hitting a diamond cutter for the win, and it was a non-traditional TV match, very entertaining. Probably a little too much blood. Very visceral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we go to a Matt Hardy promo talking about Sammy Guevara and kind of putting him over saying, uh, you know, you, you're great. You're going to be a star, but don't squander what I've given you again, kind of teasing maybe a Sammy Guevara face turn as we talked about in his match last week, looking more like a face than a heel for the first time. Yeah, for sure. And then we go right into what they referred to as the 2020 inner circle induction ceremony.
1: Uh, This has a lot of. Subtle fireworks. Oh, yeah. Is what I'll call them. Fireworks aren't subtle, so it's an oxymoron, but, uh, but I'll, I'll, keep, I'll, I'll stand by this term.
0: So it's. You should. Yeah. So it started just running through some imagery of the story between MJF and Jericho. So it's not only just MJF joining, but also Wardlow coming along mm-hmm. with him, his bodyguard, great wrestler. So they're really getting uh, some good pickups here, mm-hmm. but. Sammy Guevara notably not with the no, inner circle out here. No, he's not, not there here. at all, yeah. Um, Ortiz very upset about it and he had, he and Sammy had both been upset about this, but everyone else seemingly was in. Um MJ there's a podium in the ring. Yep. MJF comes out fake crying again. Just yes, like great heel no, shit. No,
1: no, no, be, like really great just just at
0: wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just really, really. yeah. yeah, just yeah. And he starts saying I've got a he's like or no, he said, my father gave me a small loan of $1 million. So oh. he's just like saying shit to rip on the crowd. Oh, and yeah.
1: And he said something about how he's under pressure, you nine to fivers couldn't. Absolutely. He's, he's yeah, in a different yeah, yeah, world yeah. than those nine to Not a to Yale man. Not like, no. like, like, like yeah, you know, planets away from Yeah, that. absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, he ended up saying, I've got uh, a poem to read, and it ended up being Drake lyrics. And, <laughs> and or- it
1: was. I forgot about and that. And Ortiz
0: grabs the that mic. He's good. like, bro, that's Drake. And he's like, who's Drake? And then he's like, I started from the bottom, and now I'm here. And he's just saying it so, like, yeah. like he has no idea. With, with such, like, confidence and, like, absolutely. Yeah. No,
1: no, it was great. It really was, yeah.
0: So, you know, there were some scuffles about, you know, and Jericho's like, we've got to make this work. We're going to be too good of a team. And then yep. all of a sudden, MJF wishes Jericho a happy birthday. A couple of days oh, late, yeah, balloons yeah, come down. And turns out uh, MJF got the inner circle all plane tickets to Las Vegas. No, no,
1: no. They, they, they didn't, not technically Las Vegas. To Marvez.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's right. Tell, tell us about that. Oh,
1: yeah, well... Marvez,
0: um, well, actually, that comes a little later. Like, I forgot about let's that. Let's hold our load yeah. on that, yeah. But, yeah, they're headed to marvez Vegas next week. And, actually, they termed it that the inner circle slays Las Vegas. We'll get a little bit more into yeah, that yeah. later on here. Um, then there was a video recap of the Young Bucks FTR match, which we just talked about at length, and our guy Marvez interviewing the Bucks outside their locker room, which probably about a month ago they both super kicked him because mm-hmm. the Bucks were just kicking everyone then, Yeah. which was interesting because they were like kind of turning heel, but they're yeah. now kind of back to faces again, which mm-hmm. is fine. I wanted to see a more heel, but uh, Marvez was tentative. And they ended up apologizing, um, ended up talking about the Bucks challenge this new team Mm. called Top Flight, which you asked if they're jobbers last night. I've never seen them. I know they're new on the Indies. I've heard maybe they're Devon Dudley's sons from the Dudley boys back in the day. Mm. So we'll see them next week. Um, And that led us into Scorpio Sky. Versus Sean Spears, which uh, when we discussed this match last night, this is when I uh, kind of that that full meltdown moment. So hopefully we can get through it this time. No, we'll get through it. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, But this match was uh, largely built on AEW Dark. Like, I'm very familiar with these guys, but I'm not as familiar with this story. I know it was interesting that Spears is on an 11-match winning streak because he's hardly ever on Dynamite. Yeah. But again... Um, more on AEW Dark and with AEW getting a third hour of TNT programming coming up soon we don't know when or what day or whatever but hopefully these stories will be elevated a little bit more Um, but it was a decent little match I mean nothing great but um, Excalibur had referred to it as psychological warfare on AEW Dark but I didn't see much of that but there was an interesting moment bow that the the steel steps outside the ring were just like weirdly positioned oh yeah no
1: they they were right there for like somebody to be slammed like this is
0: absolutely this is absolutely going to be used spears slammed uh scorpio sky into it which prompted a discussion um jr said i or fuck what was it JR said, steel never does any favors. Uh, steel definitely being no. undefeated. Yeah, yeah. And, undefeated. And the steel slug uh-huh. oh, comes yep. into play we here. We had no idea what it was. Yeah, we so no tell idea. tell us a little bit about that.
1: Uh, well, uh, it is a uh, anomaly of uh, dang, mechanical dang, engineering.
0: So we, like, we had no
1: idea what it was in, a, in like, it was given at the end. I don't know. It was Tully. Tolly, yeah, our brain yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. So Spears Warth has been wearing this black yeah. glove on his left hand. Yeah. And Tully slid it. It just looked like a little steel bar I don't yeah, that yeah. you could slide into a glove. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was very thin, but I guess they've been using it in the story again. Right. We were like, what the hell is a steel slug? Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, he hit him with it, got the victory, yeah. and uh, I think that's all we got to say about yeah, that. Oh, no, for sure. Um. And we went backstage to Dasha Gonzalez um, set to interview Kenny Omega, but he was not there. And then Marvez of again. On Marvez yeah, yeah. has been on fire, and I think even Jr. Someone referenced that on the broadcast. He's chasing him down in the parking Marvez lot. Marvez was skiing on a bone. He currently. sure was. Yeah, yeah. And Kenny cut a nice promo, basically saying. It's his time to reassume that top spot that everyone expected of him. Yeah. You know, where's the Kenny we saw in New Mm. Japan? And he even referenced the guy who was having five, six, seven star matches, which all happened. Um, So I think we're going to get that Kenny Omega. And we've talked about off air, I really do think he might win the title on December 2nd. Uh, No, I think he will too. But we're going to be talking a lot more about that between now and then. Uh, We go on to a women's match. Ty, don't call me Tay Conti versus Red Velvet. Jobber. Who is, <laughs> well, we called this the battle of the semi-jobbers. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, yeah. Both women haven't been featured much on AEW Dynamite yet. Again, a little bit on Dark. Speaking of Dark, Ty Conti has been actively recruited to join the Dark Order by Anna Jay. Uh-huh. Hasn't really happened yet. Um, and Ty Conti won this match over Red Velvet, who was billed being straight out of your mama's kitchen. Oh, yeah, yeah, that if, was great. If yeah. you recall. Um, but at one point, Anna J slid in the chair for Conti. Um, Conti did not want to use it, ended up getting the win. Um, but do you remember when she went to the turnbuckle, where, like, that was, like, really slow and kind of off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And JR said she wandered into that turnbuckle like she was in some other city. <laughs> okay, Jim. We love it. <laughs> um, so then we go backstage to Marvez yeah. interviewing Jericho at the Inner Circle. They're hooting and hollering and having a good time. Yeah. And that's when someone on the broadcast is like, Marvez is on fire tonight. And I'd actually said that earlier in the night. Um, and that's when Jericho said, you know, someone said, have you ever been to, I think Marvez is like, have you ever been to Vegas? And he's like, yeah, have you ever been to Marvez?
1: Yeah, Marvez. <laughs> so he
0: basically said, have you oh, ever yeah, been yeah. to Marvez? He, yeah. he cut himself off real quick. I mean, you but... know,
1: I will be the first person in line to rename Las Vegas Marvez. Yeah, let's go. You know go. my favorite football team is? is the Marvez Raiders. Oh, my <laughs>
0: God. You got that right. Yeah. The Marvez Raiders, baby. So um, Sammy Guevara did show up here saying he was at the beach and he didn't get an eat Like, MJF said he sent him an email Telling him to come to the arena that he never got. Yeah, yeah, he did. A
1: second email. A
0: second like, yeah. like, like there was a first email. To he go got, to the beach. But he didn't get the second yep. one. Yeah, yeah, Which clearly he didn't send, but he kept saying, I
1: sent it, I sent well, it. And, well, and MGF still gives him the ticket to like stay yep. on the moral high ground. But that's um, going to yeah, break yep. up soon. Oh, 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 it is. And like that's just, you know, again, great shit with MGF. Yep. You know, like. You got to feel. him still having the ticket, him still like doing the thing that he has to do. Yep yeah um but yeah no it, i thought it was very there's well gonna been, be some scuffles I, in vegas I, I it was next week well to, like you know to both maintain his status and invite antagonization absolutely you know, yeah.
0: and something i've read and you know it seems obvious is that given that they're going to be in vegas do we think we'll see some show tunes sung by mjf i and hope Jericho so again? lord i hope so do you think wayne newton will be a part oh, of this episode man, i hope so Do R- <laughs> R- you mean uh, randy newman no, Wayne Newton's Who's like Wayne the Vegas Newton? singer. Did you ever see Vegas Vacation back in the day? Oh yeah, okay, like, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. Just that fake face and that like, yeah. like the fucking hairspray, yeah, black yeah, yeah. jet black hair. <laughs> you ball, would recognize bowling ball black. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's just like a classic Vegas yeah, guy. Yeah. If he shows up, we'll we'll, we'll oh, be. Oh, I can't about wait. It. Yeah, yeah. Dude, um, if he shows up, he's a Marvez guy. He's, he'll be in Marvez. Yeah. Oh sure.
1: <laughs> the Marvez Strip.
0: Um. Then they start hyping some matches uh, for next week. One that I wrote down was Kip Sabian versus Orange Cassidy Mm -hmm. based off a Full Gear backstage segment. Um, but then we get Eddie Kingston coming out. He's got a microphone to introduce the main event, yeah. the rematch between Ray Phoenix and Penta El Cerro Miedo, or as we like to call him here, Pentagon, or is here it, in the or, hive. Or as I'll call him now, home plate. Oh, you got that right, brother. Um, so Kingston, you know, he didn't say a whole lot. He didn't really need to say a whole lot. He got beat. He admitted it. John was the better man. You know, would it have been nice to get a little more out of him? Yeah, but we got that on commentary mm. as he joined the booth. And remember, he's no, 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 just let,
1: let, let, let's cut to
0: like you know our reaction. Now. Oh yeah. I've always loved the way he just like moves, like his body control is always very unique. Yeah, just the way he like slithers around and yeah. moves around. Kind of Zero, one of those intangible, you know, you know what that George Kittle. George I'm, Kittle. More, I'm more of a Mark Ravaro fan, but you know, of course you are. Oh boy, uh, huh. he's more of a Jets fan. Oh boy. This would be a disqualification
1: in Mexico. Wow, he rips it not Mexico, this is a lot. Baby. So this is a disgrace. Oh, is a Disgrace! Stop You're with that. Right. Come on. What have you brought out of
0: these men? We're grown men. We're here to that win. That was a big We're rip. we get paid yeah. We feed our families. Come on, stop. These I got These are brothers. Grow up. Brothers fight. Come on, look at Dustin and Cody. They went at it, right? They sure do that. Yeah, well said. Um, So Kingston takes his seat at the commentary booth. Uh, He referenced himself as a leader like Bill Parcells. Oh, then that's a great,
1: like, how old is he? He's got to be in his 40s, right? Gen,
0: Probably. Gen X. Or, yeah, late 30s, early 40s,
1: I'd get. That's the exact type of person who would be like, Bill Parcells still matters in my life. Oh, absolutely. Because, he's like, a New Yorker. Oh, he's a New York, Yeah, yeah. But, like, Bill Parcells is like, oh, yeah, he coached Quincy Carter with the Cowboys,
0: you know. <laughs> Just some, like. <laughs> that's yeah. great. Yeah, that that is our conception,
1: it? like, the millennial one. Of, For of, sure, yeah. yeah of Parcells, Parcells
0: was not as relevant, like, when oh, yeah. we were watching but, before but
1: And also, like, nicknaming somebody, the tuna. Yeah.
0: Like, like, that's a very, like, not people RH age thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, the rematch between these two brothers starts off hot and fast. A lot of big kicks. Um, Phoenix got the win last time, but had to vacate it. And I forgot to mention Pentagon did defeat his brother in this match. But it was a different match. It was less high flying, more personal. They're yeah. both ripping, trying to unmask each Which, other.
1: It's a big—that's a big lucha thing. Correct? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But this was more of a grounded lucha match, and was definitely way more personal well, and intense. Well, oh, and the
1: mask ripping is—you uh, know—that's that, like, very identity. Oh, character for oriented, sure. and, uh, that's a big for, no-no for, for, in lucha culture. Yeah, it, it is, and like for them to do that as brothers, like you know, mm-hmm. there's a rivalry there that's built on both like closeness, absolutely, and, and, and competition, absolutely. So you know, for them to go to that level. It was great. It like like really plunges
0: into the depths of their relationship. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as we mentioned, Kingston was ripping on both Skiavone and Excalibur, saying uh-huh. he he was doing their job. But basically he was definitely Kingston was biased towards Pentagon, who he yeah. kept calling his best friend. And as we saw at the end of the match, which got crazy, like there were some big moves. The pile
1: driver on the edge of the ring, which Kingston said looked scary, which looks scary to me. He said that's too much. Yeah, it it was too much. Yeah, so it was the package pile driver
0: on the apron, and then we missed the move, but it was a Canadian destroyer outside, which is kind of a flip over. And then he rolled him in the ring and hit him up with the package pile driver again for the one, two, three. Uh, Kingston goes into the ring, grabs the mic. Obviously he's ripping on the marks saying like, why don't you do your chance mocks? Like this is awesome. And just ripping on the mocks. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, he kicked Phoenix out of the ring. There's right. some ascension, and then pack the bastard yeah, yeah. makes his comeback after several months. Cause he's been in England. Uh, when COVID hit, he hasn't been able to get in the States. Right. But he was actually with, as I mentioned to you last night, he was just forming a team with both Pentagon and Phoenix. Yeah. They were known as the Death Triangle. But because he'd been out of the country and off the show, they had to pivot, and now those guys are with Kingston. Right. So now we've got a natural rivalry between and, Pack and Kingston.
1: And I think it's really good that it's given... Eddie Kingston something to do absolutely he's still gonna be relevant in in a major storyline and 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 you want him to be like he has like too much attitude to be snuffed out like that most definitely you know for that loss to be you know something that just you know, catapults him into irrelevancy. And, yep. you know, I mean, I like Eddie Kingston. I think a lot of people do. And you're like going to, and Kingston. you haven't yeah, seen yeah.
0: Pac yet, but I think you're really oh, going to like Pac. Yeah, yeah. He's jacked. He's, he can fly he around. Yeah. He's the bastard, man. He is. Um, so those two had to be restrained from each other at, to end the show. Uh, great stuff. They did hype a Pack versus the Blade match next week on Dynamite. So it'll be great to see him in action. Um, but that's it.
1: Yeah. Let's, uh, here's some more Phantom Menace shit. Yeah. Let's do it. I hmm. found him. He's the, he's the governor of Naboo. His name you want His name is C.O. Bevel. What is it? C.O. Bevel.
0: Chopper! Now you can see how he wouldn't be able to finish the race. You have people shooting at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah,
1: people yeah, throwing like shit.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's hard. So quickly, we're gonna run through my top five moments from AEW Dynamite, Let's and go. Feel free to chime in with some of your own mm-hmm. um, that I may not have covered. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is the defender. This is the top five in my heart. Number five is just the fact that, and I'm not saying this was good or bad, but just that there was so much blood on TV was just very interesting, mm-hmm. and you know, one interesting that TNT allowed it, frankly. Yeah. Uh, like that was a lot. Well, but it's, it's it, like
1: after eight, right? Is that like is the fact that it comes on at eight of significance? I don't know. I mean, you know that that like you can show more blood, yeah, based on it being later. Probably, maybe, a maybe that's bit, it.
0: I'm not exactly sure. Um, number four, I have Marvez on fire. Oh, man. He had three very nice interview segments. He was passionate he, he, during all these. He, He's he, chasing Ketty Omega down in the parking lot. Yeah, he, he was on fire
1: so much, he changed the name of, he... He changed the name of a city. Yeah, a large city. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: he um, did. A, a tourist destination. Yeah. Vegas, now known as Marvez. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, I have... The uh, Jade Cargill segment and aftermath. Yeah, I just think everything was, about that like was just crazy. It, it, it was the
1: one part of this episode that
0: I think was genuinely surprising. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, who yeah, ever yeah. expected that? She again, she looked great. Yeah. She talked great. She mentioned Shaq. It got brandy yeah. riled up, and then even after that, we saw Cage and Starks well, get into it with Cody and Darby. Like, it was wild. Well,
1: we had no way of knowing. Like, you know, that, that's the one segment on this show that
0: I think we had no way of anticipating or predicting yep mm-hmm. absolutely I have uh, number two the Pentagon versus Phoenix mask tearing but really just that match in general yeah. like, it wasn't it was probably like 12 13 minutes yeah. but it was so personal as you mentioned the brothers it was so different than their last match and now even after that with them you know Kingston kind of choosing Pentagon like right. you gotta think this rivalry is gonna continue right. maybe Phoenix will trend towards pack which my number one moment of the show was Pac returning. Uh, it's great to see him back after about seven, eight, eight months, I guess, out wow. of action. Um, earlier this year, he had a 30-minute Iron Man match with Kenny Omega that I think is one of the best AEW mm-hmm. matches of the year. Uh, his match with Orange Cassidy, yeah, which yeah. I think you actually did watch, right, did, from yeah. Revolution. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, so just really excited for him to be back. So the next segment is the one that we talked about and that was influenced by Taz, and oh, that is What Burns Your Ass? And we'll have the clip from him saying that a few weeks this ago. absolutely it. It burns my ass. my ass. So what this is going to be is just what from this week, either in wrestling or just in our personal lives, what burn our asses? Um... And for me, mine is twofold. Mm-hmm. One, and it's not like this upset me. Well, it did, but it's more just like, ah, oh, this sucks. It's just seeing Jericho having lost about four or five steps out there. Yeah. It's like his main event, like career. He could still do it on the microphone. Like yeah. I still love the guy. and He's still oh, telling great, compelling stories. But in yeah, the his ring, aesthetic. Yeah, it was yeah. just tough to watch. And, like and, it was and, as clear as it had ever been. Oh, like,
1: and, and it was across the board with everybody watching it outside. Yeah, like everybody was like Jericho had lost his step. But like, he's like, still going. Instant unanimous opinion. Yeah, it was know? just yeah.
0: slow plotting slog. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. He's still the best. Still my favorite of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I feel like he cemented that. Uh, With his late career performance, both at the end of his WWE run... Uh, what he'd done in New Japan yeah. and what he's been doing on Dynamite, but he's still going to be a key. He'll still be a fulcrum of the show oh, of course. without yeah, a doubt. Yeah,
1: he's still going to be plot important. Absolutely.
0: Yes. And just another thing that burnt my ass was just uh, my meltdown last night. Oh, man. Um, no, it wasn't bad, but I wanted to get this right. And I think we both agree that doing it today, a little more sober, a little more focused. Um, so that's it. What about, how'd your ass get burnt M- Mine week? is also
1: twofold. Okay. For our first episode, you know, uh, doubling up.
0: Absolutely.
1: Okay, so um, we're watching Dynamite. Um, yeah, up in your room, which is the cockpit or the cork. The port, cork the port. Port. yeah The cork port. So, we're so I
0: did notice that my neighbor, two houses down, I've known this, but I just thought about it has a carport. Outside, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> which is pretty funny. <laughs>
1: so, so we're watching. Like, like I'm going up to watching it there, and I'm carrying a chair. And a glass of water and like a beer somehow.
0: When you have and, your backpack, and my, on. and my
1: backpack is on, and, and inside of my backpack there are two auxiliary pockets on the side that aren't zip shut. You just put stuff in them, and one of them has a bunch of has a, a thing of earbuds with a cord, and so I'm walking up, and then the earbuds catch the the the, sta- the handrail for the stairs, uh-huh. and I'm like, Brett, I need to go back. I need to go back. And so I go back, and then I go back up, and it catches again. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. The thing that you know blows my mind with that, it was is, incredible. Is that like that never happens? If I weren't carrying a bunch of shit, I would have gone upstairs no problem. Oh, easily. But it happens at the most inconvenient. And not times. once,
0: but twice. Twice, yeah. And, After and, and, I unhooked yeah. it, it but, but, happened but, but, again. But, but,
1: but it's like, how do you know these cords just slowly inch their way out of this pocket? Yeah. Enough. To catch the handrail, like the probability in my mind is astronomical. It was But but, but but when you're carrying stuff, apparently it's highly likely. All bets are off. all right. Second thing, I, I don't think I, uh, meant, I I haven't told you this yet, no. yet. So I'm at work. So I sell insurance uh, as well. So I'm at work, and um, typically one thing that I do during lunch is I go buy uh, lunch for everyone. Yeah. Because like I'm the least trained employee, and I'm cool with it. I get to like do a car ride and listen to music and stuff. Yeah. So um, I go to Wendy's, but at first I have to run to Kroger to get some stuff, which is a cool thing, to, which is something that is okay to do at my work. So I go to Kroger and I get this face wash and these chips, and you know oh, I yeah. go there and I go back <clears throat> and I pull into Wendy's and I'm like, all right, because usually um, on the cash people give me, they put a post-it note with their order, okay. And so I reach into my pocket and nothing's there. Oh shit! And so I uh, and so that'll I'm, burn your so, ass. So I look into every pocket and I lost their money. Oh no! Yeah, just just. With the money planning. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah the I, money
0: and the order. Oh yeah, I lost oh, all wow. of it. I lost all of it. And what I what was a, the total?
1: Um, about thirty bucks. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, shit? yeah. And so I uh, paid for everybody's lunch. Uh, but
0: yeah, that, that that'll burn then, your ass. Oh, dude, it was like taking a match to it. And that yeah. was this week's what burns your ass. Now just a little bit more Phantom Menace shit because we're getting close. Pew pew pew. <laughs>
1: armies. So they were like, we need somebody far less threatening than the stormtrooper. Yeah. Like we need like a, a, a stand for them, but just like way shittier. You know? Like who? What? Who or what is the Phantom? Is it Darth Maul? Is it Darth Sidious? Is it the Trade
0: Federation? Nobody knows. <laughs> I'm just like, gonna trade Federation. I hope <laughs> it is. <laughs> no, it's the Viceroy. He's the Phantom. So we're back. And, yeah, we hope you've enjoyed uh, this first edition of Brain Bust of Boys. I believe you did. In the hive, the bunkhouse, we're home plate, whatever. The garage. The defense. Ter- so this, now this place, like, we're
1: recording this. It looks like a place where, like, the bad guys would take you to be interrogated. It's a bit. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, 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 it's a, little a freaky. Poof. Yeah, yeah. So we
0: hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, now we're going to bust your brains. Uh, I'm sure the anticipation has been busting out of your brain, but... Uh, here is our discussion from a little over a week ago about Star Wars Episode 1 Phantom Menace. You've been hearing our live reaction mm-hmm. shots, but uh, this was our deep dive, uh, largely talking about uh, Pepsi, Pepsi One, Diet Pepsi, oh, yeah. and made, Mountain Dew cans. Yeah, yeah, they
1: have the can campaign. Let's go.
0: So, Star Wars Episode 1 is great. Um how about those Mountain Dew Pepsi, Pepsi One Diet Pepsi Man, cans? Light, light, so right. I can confirm Qui-Gon was a Pepsi guy and Obi-Wan was a Mountain guy. Yeah, Doer. that's I what I thought.
1: So, so what's the order? So Anakin's one.
0: Then it's Sabalba. <laughs> Ches- no way! Chescu Sebulba. It's Sebulba. He's a hell of a fucking pod racer, though. Yeah. So we hope you in the audience out there remember these. Uh, it was Pepsi, Mountain Dew, Pepsi One, and Diet Pepsi. Whatever year episode one came out. Like 1999. 1999, that's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. thought. Like These were prominent in the fucking world. Yeah. And we started talking about these and just geeking out about it. And we, of course, pulled it up. And, sure. Oh, we were just having a hoot. So I'll keep going. So it's one Anakin. Yeah. Two Sabalba. What? what? So three was Qui-Gon. Four was Watto. Really? Five, Jabba the Hut,
1: Five, Jabber the Hutt? Jobber the Hut.
0: Six, our boy, Senator Palpatine. Seven, R2-D2. And eight, Darth Sidious. That's our Pepsi squad. So, <laughs> the Mountain Dewers. You got Darth Maul. Misa Jar Jar Binks. Mace Windu. Obi-Wan, as I mentioned. Captain Panaka. Our boy. Rune Hako of the Viceroy. And then everybody's favorite, Rick ollie or ollie however it's pronounced oh, yeah, and then yeah, the yeah. destroyer our, droid. That little droid fixed it. yeah <laughs> rick ollie had about one moment in the what did he I, say i can hands up or something up. shields up or shields something. up that droid that little droid fixed yeah. it you know yeah and he got his own can hey, and, like, and, to and boot. like the description of rick ollie is the description of what he does in that exact scene plotting an <laughs> Piloting an unarmed spacecraft, Rick helps Queen Amidala and her small entourage escape Naboo during the Trade Federation invasion. That's all he does in the whole film. So, quickly to the diet Pepsi. Uh, um, some of them are like Amidala. Yeah, so, uh, uh, like Amidala's so it's on there. Queen Amidala, Padme, Smee, Skywalker, and Battlejoy are the diet Pepsi's and then our Bat- favorite battle Royals. And then our favorite Pepsi won Oh,
1: and, and these are the people like like a one you know is gonna be we'll
0: let you build the definition in your head. <laughs> yeah 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 Chancellor that's Valorum C three PO I don't is it Newt Gunray oh, of that's the, the Viceroy, Viceroy. That's I couldn't Gunray. even read that's, it. That's the Viceroy. And then our boy, boss Naz. <laughs>
1: And, uh, okay, so here's the thing I want to do for the next episode, Brad, if, if you're yeah. cool with this, okay? Okay. So, um, we have all these cans, right? One through oh, yeah. uh, 30, I believe, is, is what it is. And there's the Golden Yoda one, which is kind of oh, well, wow. which we'll have to set that aside. Wow. But um, we're going to go through each of the cans and try to say which wrestler corresponds to which Phantom Menace character. Hell yeah. Not just that, but, like, to the product that they're attached
0: to. Absolutely. So, there's a
1: lot going on branding wise.
0: So, we're, we're going to do these two at a time, is yeah. that correct? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Who and who are our first two?
1: The first one, obviously, is Anakin Skywalker, the Ooh, Jake Lloyd and, version. And, yeah, and these yeah. are pe- these
0: are Pepsi. Yeah, they're Pepsi cans. So, so we're going to run so, through the Pepsi okay. gamut first. Yeah,
1: yeah, so so our first one is Anakin Skywalker, the Jake Lloyd version on the Pepsi can. And our number two, surprisingly,
0: can you guess what our number two is? I think I know it because I looked at it the other day. <laughs> you did, didn't you? <laughs> that would be Sebulba. Oh, man. The, Chescu Sebulba. Chescu
1: Sebulba. And, uh, yeah, the two rival pod racers, which actually we'll probably... Play a significant role in what we choose, um, or what wrestlers we choose to be like, since they're both like rivals in a significant yeah, of story. Yeah, that is interesting. You know, it's something I didn't think of. Okay. Uh, or, or I wouldn't think of right off the bat. Yeah. But um, we're picking uh, the Anakin Skywalker and the Sebulba, um, both of Pepsi AEW. people of AEW next week. So um,
0: you better tune in.
1: So yeah, uh, hold your anticipation in.
0: Hold it in. Yeah. And like, then let, we'll let it loose. Let, 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 next yeah, week. yeah, like a piss
1: on a road trip. Um, yeah.
0: Pissing up a rope. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right well this has been wonderful oh, and man, until it's then uh, first episode we hope your brains get busted please, elsewhere please. but if you need it more come back and see yeah, us yeah, please we'll bust man. them please
1: take care of yourself bye bye be good okay good shit good
0: dude shit. Shit. hell yeah